SQL Podcast. Will Rosenberg kicking back here with my boy Domingo Rodriguez running into the set right now. Ladies and gentlemen, you're in for a treat tonight. Yo, thank you so much for coming to my boy. Yo, classic intro. My boy Domingo Rodriguez, expert real estate advisor investment mentor among a myriad of other things you're in for a treat tonight we're gonna dissect his life and get him to find out share his secrets with us sqr podcast domingo rodriguez stay tuned sqr podcast for rosenberg radio here kicking in as a matter of fact it's you know gonna be an epic podcast tonight it's gonna be the most difficult thing for me to go through this gentleman's life without you know because i know him so well However, you're in for a treat. My boy Domingo Rodriguez is in the house tonight. And the routine is not going to be broken, ladies and gentlemen. You know how I normally start the show. I take a little moment to give a big shout out to the crew that's here. It's an intimate show tonight, and that's how we like it because it's going to be a jewel-filled show. So as we get ready to rock in on SQR Podcast, I want to take this moment to give a big shout out to my boy Manny. Thank you so much for holding us down in the house. Big shout out to Charles on the camera. Holding yeah. us down, of course, LA Chef Extraordinaire being, you know, double job holding us down on the audio. Thank you uh-huh. so much for doing that. So as we get ready to rock in tonight, ladies and gentlemen, as I said, you're in for a treat. My boy Domingo Rodriguez is our guest tonight. Thank you so much for putting us on, for the, on, me. on the schedule and, and, and sliding in. And before we do that, let's just lift these beautiful Heineken bottles right here. Enjoy a toast. I don't normally drink, but when I do... It's, it's strictly honey. Yes, sir. Yeah, I got to tell you, the best beer ever brewed. Uh, but as we, um, not only do we enjoy Heineken, but we also drink responsibly here on the Escure podcast. However, we're here to dissect your life, your journey. And I want people to realize that, you know, the accomplishments, for the lack of a better term, that you have achieved, they are also capable of doing that. Because if you listen to your journey, your story, they're going to be fascinated from where you came from, how you've experienced your wins and your losses, and what you're doing right now. So just give them a taste of what you do and how people can get in touch with you for your services. Uh, I am a real estate expert advisor broker, which means that I advise people on how to best use their money into real estate. I'm not just a real estate agent that just a real estate agent is somebody who just has a license could show you property and could pretty much show you a house, but they can't give you the ins and outs. They can't give you the experience mm. of 19 years of working, the experience of actually being a homeowner, actually not coming from anything. And, um, owning several investment properties, uh, you know, bought and sold and renovated several investment properties. So that kind of thing is something that is a little bit different for the consumer. And that's what you specialize in? Yes, sir. So you are, your, your main office is located in? Ridgewood, New Jersey. Nice. And if somebody wanted to tap into your services, where could they find you? Social media. The best media. way to get me is on, on Instagram at Expert Advisor Broker. It's one of the best ways to get me. If not, you can send me an email at yourbrokerdomingo at gmail.com. Yourbrokerdomingo at gmail.com. Bong. So I wanted people to be able to tap into this because as we go through this entire podcast and we dissect you know, your journey, you know, I know there's so much to get to be received because not only are you an expert real estate advisor broker, you're also a best-selling author, and you've written this book, Game Changer, which is a part of the repertoire that makes up Domingo Rodriguez. So before we even get into that and find out how we got to this, let's just go back to the beginning. Originally, where are you from? Mom, dad, what's the what's the family background like? So uh, my mom was is Colombian, and my dad is Dominican. Colombian and Dominican, isn't it like supposedly like it, you, they don't get along? You're not supposed to be. Is that the unspoken swagger out there? No, not, not really. really. No, but when I when I was growing up, it was a little more seldom seen. Let's just say now it's more prevalent. Oh, okay. 
So the uh, the fact that your mom being Colombian and your dad being Dominican, that was rare back then. Back then, yeah. Where did they meet? They met in Manhattan. Oh, okay, okay. I guess your dad probably stood no chance after meeting your mom because you know the stories of you know ladies coming from Colombia. They're usually very beautiful. So I'm pretty sure your mom had you know the same aesthetics flowing in her you know favor. No. Yeah, they um they met at my uh, my aunt used to date this guy and they at his house they used to all congregate there. So that's where they met. Oh, nice, nice. So you were born in the in Manhattan, or no? I was born in Passaic, Passaic, New Jersey. Passaic, New Jersey. Okay, so mom and dad came eventually settled in Passaic, and yeah, my dad said that his friend had came to him and told him there was a lot of jobs in Passaic back then in the seventies, a lot of a lot of factories, a lot of warehouse jobs. So he told he came down here and they hired him on the spot, and so then they moved here. Oh, beautiful! We're in Passaic. He we ended up we started on Main Avenue in Passaic. Right okay, by, that's the main right, thoroughfare through yeah, town. Yeah, right, yeah, right by Burgess Place over there, and then we then shortly after that we moved to Hamilton Avenue. That's so where we lived, lived the rest of our time. So the, the household was uh, mom, dad, and you, single child. Yeah, at the time. Oh, nice, nice. And what was that like? Did you get all the all the benefits of being a single child? Um, no, I mean no. When I was a baby, actually, I had all my. I had my older sisters, which was my sister and my two cousins, which were, which were like my sisters. And then I had my other cousins. They all lived in my house. Okay, so, so okay, extended yeah. family. Yeah. So I, the thing is, that what they say is that I used to be really spoiled because they all used to fight over getting me and who would hold me and kiss me. So I was very, I had a lot of affection okay. from early on. Oh, that's yeah. the... I, I, I and I'm I'm glad you're sharing this because you know when I when I you know look back at life not only my life but a lot of my guests I realized the lack of that affection or the overcompensation of that affection has led to the good bad and indifferent for some of my guests here so um, as you're going through that what was elementary school like elementary school was interesting because my mother was a big proponent of uh of good education so she put me in catholic school uh for pre-kindergarten and all my friends went to public so i was like wait a minute why are none, why none <laughs> of my friends here <laughs> and i didn't realize till later that they wasn't going to that school and i, I didn't realize it was catholic school and i was like mom i want to get i want to go to regular school with my friends and eventually she let me do pre-k there only and then i ended up pre-k and k and then i ended up going first grade I did it in public school oh wow wow but did you acclimate well the fact that your friends weren't even there I mean how was that adjustment with this new group of people in a new environment where your friends weren't the funny part is I remember having a lot of fun in pre-k like we used to because we used to have to wear uniforms and shoes and all that right. we used to run and slide with our shoes and <laughs> compete like that and you know, we used to have. I I remember having fun, and the funny thing is, I used to have like this big book bag, and it used to be all wobbly. I was all skinny and little, but it was it was it was it was different. It was cool. Oh, nice. So, um, as you're going through, you know, this process and going, you know, the Catholic school growing up, do you remember? Because as you can think, you know, I'm asking you to look back retrospectively on you know some of the things that you're doing right now, or maybe some of the qualities you have right now. Do you remember, was something back then that inspired that quality in you now? Um, you know what, now when I look back then, I was always a go for it, go get a type person because I remember, I remember going into school there and just assimilating just like that. Like it wasn't like this, this curve like, oh, you know, Able to adjust quickly yeah, and just, fit in. Yeah, I made those friends right away, and it was like I guess part of what my DNA that I just assimilate right away and easily. I guess. Wow, ask your podcast, Cole Rosenberg. What's so funny is you know when we go through this 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 life journey, we get to some of these points. I love when we are able to slow things down because I realize that that ability to adjust or be out of your comfort zone is really that has propelled you to who you are right now. And you have to be comfortably doing that. And without even knowing it, you were comfortable back then just being outside of your comfort zone. So as we go through, what was high school like? High school was, 
It was interesting. Because um, did you go to a private high school after? No, I went to public high school. And um, it was interesting because I... I was very, I was very mature in the sense that I was ahead. I felt like I was ahead of my whole class and everything, as far as the way I saw things. Like, um, you know, back then, I was, I was already, I was already smoking, uh, and um, no, I mean, hold on a second. Um, so back then, I, I was experimenting. Let's just say I was experimenting more. Um, than my other friends were because I think that I was a little more free because I didn't have my parents. I didn't have parents, you know. So I was more like in the street more than my friends were because I didn't. All right, so I got I got to stick up in there and I and I and I like how you jumped around, but on this show you don't get a chance to do that. So here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna come back because we initially started where your mom and dad are on the scene everything is cush growing up through elementary school and now going to high school is like, like a complete 180 shift where you're now in the streets because you had no parents so i want to go back to you know where did the parent what happened there in that dynamic no well my, my so, father was gone why don't you stick up in there your podcast go rosenberg this is what i tell you we're gonna dissect the life of domingo rodriguez expert real estate advisor best-selling author and this is not something that was written yesterday this is because he's grown experience this stay tuned Escure podcast one Escure podcast score rosenberg kicking back with my boy domingo rodriguez as we're chopping through his life journey here and we're taking a uh, slow and you know meticulous journey here because what he's accomplishing right now is phenomenal and the impact and the knowledge he's sharing with you is not only applicable to your life but it's also life-changing and as we dissect this you know we picked up on um getting out of elementary school where you were in the perfect family setting however the transition into high school there was a, a change with the home base what happened uh, no let's 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 go back a little bit what happened was um no my my father ended up leaving pretty early um as early as i can i mean super early like I don't even think I was, I don't even think he lasted two or three years. So he was gone. My mom pretty much raised me on her own. Mm. Mom was a very strong woman, though. So then I, then she raised me all the way to 14. Then she passed when I was 14. She passed away at 14. She passed when I was 14. Wow. What was your mom's name? My mom's name was Gilma Lambies. Gilma Lambies. If you don't mind me asking, what did she pass away from? Asthma. Okay. Like an, a traditional regular asthma attack. An asthma attack. But she was she was she had a severe asthma. Okay. Wow. And at fourteen you were in high school at that time, no? I was in seventh grade. Eighth grade, eighth grade. Okay, okay. Eighth grade. Wow, what was that like? Um, at that age. With that not being around, I mean It was it was it was you know, it was difficult but it also you kind of don't know what you don't know at that time, you know what I mean? So it wasn't like, it wasn't like anything. You know what's crazy is that when I look back, when I when I look at that time, that moment in time, right? So now, that day, my mom is a snow day, and I had a basketball game. And my mom comes home, we were doing running errands. We come home, my mom was out of breath coming home. Mm -hmm. So we come home, we run upstairs, she takes her nebulizer and she took her 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 thing, right? Her treatment. So I'm like, oh mom, mom, come on, it's time. We gotta go to my game. You gotta drop me off. So we go and we go downstairs, we go into my we go downstairs, we jump in the car, she drops me off. And I can see on the way there she started wheezing again. So I said, Mom, the hospital's right down the street. Just go to the hospital and take care of that after the game. You know, if you just gotta be there, I'll I'll go there or get the treatment and go home or whatever. Mom was like, yeah, 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 okay, I will. And no, sure enough, I saw the car going down the hill, not towards the towards towards our house, not towards the hospital. So I'm like, oh man, I was like, she's gonna go home, but I, I think nothing of it. I go to the inside of school, and they're like, oh, the game is canceled because it was a bath, it was a snow day, it was a snow game, so they were like, game is canceled. 
So I ended up walking home. When I walked home, when I got home, one of my friends, you know, approached me. He's like, yo, man, it's not good. He's like, your mom is upstairs, passed out on the stairs. So I run up there, and as I run there, the paramedics had just got there. And they're trying to resuscitate her. Yeah. And, um, and then next thing you know, I think she passed away right there, right on that stair. And then they took her with her. And um, I, I went inside, and I was like, then they let me know. They gave us the call. I was like, yeah, she, she didn't make it. And I just went in the bathroom and locked myself in the bathroom. And I was like, wow. I didn't know what to do. I just locked myself in the yeah. bathroom. Like, I was just in shock. It was just crazy. And I was in there. I didn't want to talk to nobody. I didn't want to see nothing. I didn't want to do nothing. I just remember being in there like, wow, this is crazy. And um, I don't even think I knew the magnitude of it, though. I just knew that something bad had happened. And I was in that bathroom. And the crazy part, it was like hypnosis. I was in there for I don't know how long. must have been hours. And then one of my cousins came by. And he used to live with us sometimes. I don't think he was living with us at the time. Maybe he was, but I'm not sure. And he just said these words to me. And these words pretty much broke my hypnotic. And he just said, he said, he said what you going to do? Stay in the bathroom locked up? Locked in there forever? He goes, you know, your mom wouldn't want to see you like this. You know, she would want you to be happy you know she wouldn't want to see you like this mm. and those words just resonated with me and as soon as I heard that it was like it was like a, it was like a it's crazy it was like a trance breaker as soon as I heard that I opened the door I never looked back I went to school the next day I never looked back ask your podcast called Rosenberg what's so funny is <clears throat> when you say something so profound or profound on the show we call it dropping a jewel and that's what that friend did for you through that door my, you know, he cousin. just he just dropped that jewel. You know, it was like, no, your mom would have never wanted it. Thank you so much for sharing that. You know, I've known you for many, many years, and um, I've never gotten that detailed walk through that experience and the, the way you handle that. So I appreciate that. So now you're liter literally out here. Dad's gone. Mom passed away. And you're now navigating the world at 14 pretty much on your own. Right. I'm pretty sure there's aunts and family friends that are coming in to help out or my sister moved back from Colombia to uh to take care of me and my mom's in our in our apartment yeah so she came back but then right there I, I became a little man you know I just pretty much did it on my own she didn't I didn't really require her to do you know she did the, the house stuff and all that but I was pretty much on your own I right then. Yeah, I was pretty much on my own. Uh, right, right there, right after that, I, I got into a little bit of adolescent. Excuse me, I got a little bit into a little bit of adolescent stuff, which is normal. But um, experimenting and being out and being in the streets and all that. But that was that was part of it. That was part of my life. Yeah. So the reason why I, I like this journey because there's there's a kid who's probably going to be listening to this podcast and realize that his journey is somewhat similar to your journey. And when they see the end result of where you are right now, it's like, wow, I can't believe he was still able to navigate and get to there or still do that. And that's why we take these journeys, you know, because people are going to be motivated by your struggles. So as you navigate it now, you're going to high school. You're pretty much your man, a man, man right now going through high school. What's that like? What's a girl is like? Were you? In, by the way, what's your grades like? Um, my grades were always enough. Um, you know, I was always C level or whatever i never really never really pushed for a's or anything like that so as long as i passed i was good and i always passed um what about social interaction with, with the rest of the social interaction i was always very social and it's funny because i was um i was a shy little boy until i got to fifth grade and uh, i was very shy and, and kind of kind of introvert in school until I got to fifth grade. When I got to fifth grade, we were in our class. I'll never forget it because it was this guy, who's still my friend to this day. His name is Chelsea, and um, he um, he would crack jokes in class, and I saw what 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 that did. The reaction he yeah, got. Yeah, the reaction he got, and I said, "Oh my God! I don't know. I don't know where that came from, but I saw him. And I was like, I want that, and I started cracking jokes." And um, everybody started laughing, and from there on, man, I never, I was never the same in the classroom ever again. Wow! I, I literally was the class clown in my classes from that day 
till the day I graduated college. Wow. I was pretty much a clown in my class. So that experience. Yeah, that, that one experience changed the whole trajectory of my classroom behavior. It was it's crazy. I mean, to this day, if you were ever in one of my classes of any sort, of any grade, you would have you knew who I was. Because I, and it's crazy because so I, were you, I had were, to, were you ragging on people or just, just? No, no, I never ragged on people. It was that I knew how to manipulate the classroom with what was going on to a point where, you know, where I would make everyone laugh based on what was going on right up to the point where I would almost get thrown out almost all the time. But I, I had this uncanny ability to hardly ever get thrown out. I got probably thrown out a handful of times compared to all the times that I, that yeah. I did that. I must have got thrown out maybe, maybe three, four times in, my, in all those years. Wow. And it was just, and it was just crazy because that just, I, just I loved it. It was crazy. I, I like to hear that when, when I like to hear when that pebble created that boulder to move down the hill, you know, that one experience because that allowed you to assimilate to many other environments and, and, and probably shining other environments because of that one one thing. Do you remember the first the first joke? The first joke that you shared in that class? No. I, I know I know the reaction I felt when I was like, Wow, you know, when you make a whole classroom laugh yeah that's like you know that's like making a whole audience laugh true, now i know true. that's like a com that's how a comedian, comedian felt feels. Yeah. yeah wow it's just, it's just it's just amazing what's the what's the scenarios with the girlies like um i was always well liked and you know it's funny years later i didn't know it but they say that the girls some of the tougher girls used to intimidate the girls that like me like don't like them you know <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know that until like later i was like yo why you never liked me at that they were like this girl wouldn't let me like you or whatever but that's crazy like, what Wow. That's so funny to me. So yeah. you're maneuvering through school. You're now finishing up high school, getting into college. You know, what, what, are you, what, 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 what was that transition like? High school to college? Yeah. High school to college was a, was a funny transition. Um, it, was, it, was, it was funny because, you know what, my mother had planted in me that you're going to be my college student, you're going to be my college student, you're, you're going to be my college student. And that just that just was ingrained in my brain. So it's so weird because when I got to my senior year, um, and people started asking me, like, what you gonna do? And I was like, I'm gonna go to college. It was like I just oh. I just thought it would just happen, just like just it would just it would just happen. Like I, I had no idea I had to do anything. So, um the funny part is the way I got into college is still is still uh, classic to this day. I mean, it's still like one of those things that you look and you say, "Wow, when things are meant to be, they're meant to be." So for college, um, I had a I had a locker roommate. His name was Robert Williams, and um, one day he comes over to me where at the locker, and he's like, "Yo, I got the I got the brilliant plan, the master plan for us to be able to cut class today." And I was like, yeah, what? And he was like, there's going to be a counselor coming in from William Patterson today. He said, all we got to do is go there, and then we'll, we'll have a pass to go there, and then we could just hang out with the pass all day and just say we were there. So I was like, oh, that sounds brilliant. <laughs> He's like, all right, so just meet me. He said, well, these are the cues going to be when they say that the, that the counselor is here. That's going to be our cue. To bounce, okay. Right, to bounce. So we close our locker. We run to the homeroom. I'm in homeroom. And um, sure enough, we in there, and they're like, the counselor from William Patterson is here. If you get after the homeroom, go to um, room, whatever, whatever, to see the counselor. And that, that, I, I clearly heard that. I'm like, that's my cue. So homeroom breaks up. We go downstairs. We go in there. I, I, I meet him at the door. I'm like, yeah. We walk, we walk up in there, and to our surprise, we're the only two guys <laughs> there. <laughs> we're the only two people that showed up. <laughs> we like, looked at each other. We were like, "Oh man, there goes, our, there goes our plan." There, there. You can't and bounce. So, so sure enough. So the funny part is the funny. The story gets better. So we walk in. Lady's like, "Oh, sit down." We're like, "Okay." We're like looking at each other, like, "Oh my God, what, what we gotta do? We wanna, we wanna bounce, you know?" <laughs> so it's only us here. So she's like, "She's like, um, okay, guys, here, fill these out, and uh, <laughs> she's you know, in and full we're like, go we're mode. like uh, yeah, she's in full like gun hole mode. I never forget her too, Miss Bailey. To this day, she what's her name, Miss Bailey, and um, she ended up being a counselor up there. So, so 
So she gives us these sheets and she's like, fill these out and you guys are going to know today if you're accepted. And we were like, I said, we got on today? She's like, yeah. I was like, you know what? That's kind of cool. So we like fill everything out. Me and him were all into it. We're filling it out. We're asking her questions and everything. We give her the things back. I never get to change my whole life. Give her the things back. And she's like, who's Robert? Who's Domingo? He's Robert. I'm Domingo. You're in. You're out. <laughs> Robert's out. I'm in. So I'm like, what? I, yo, I got more offended than him. I was like, what? What do you mean he's out? I mean, what do you mean? How's he not in? Because now at this point, now you're like, you're like a clan now, right? Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. You like want to, you want to like be together. Yeah, right? yeah, I'm yeah. like, what do you mean he's out? And like, I'm thinking myself, like, well, I'm not going type thing in my yeah, mind, yeah. right? So, so she's like, yeah, he's out. She's like, and he's like, why? Why? Why am I out? Yo, the crazy part is, look how ironic things are. In order to qualify for this program, you had to have subpar grades and you had to be super poor. He had good grades and his mother owned a his mother his mother made good money. <laughs> I had subpar grades and had no money. And I made it yeah. in. How crazy yeah. is that? Yeah, Podcast, Score Rosenberg, kicking back with my boy Domingo Rodriguez. What an interesting journey and how it got you into college. Unbelievable. Oh my God. Through that whole story, so right, so right there, so right there, she tells us, "Yeah, you know, you got, you're, yeah. you're accepted, whatever." So you know what? Yeah, I gotta stick a pin right there. I want to take a breather on that so people can marinate how you know things happen through this universe. So as we take this quick break, we're gonna come back, finish his journey into college, and wrap up on where he's gone and the things that are making an impact right now and how he's killing it. SQR Podcast, my boy Domingo Rodriguez, expert real estate advisor, investment mentor, and a whole bunch of other stuff. Stay tuned we're gonna find those out after this one sqr podcast score rosenberg rocking in on our third and very fascinating journey through my my buddy's life and you know i use that word because you know i've known you for quite a while and i'm learning things i haven't learned about your journey especially with your mom and you know going through high school and even being the class clown and and being that average student that gets by anyway you know so transitioning to college and um, your entry into college, fascinating little experiment right there. Wanting to skip class. You guys are the only two people in this room with the recruiter. You get accepted, he doesn't, and he has the better grades, but you are just the perfect candidate they were looking for. You get into college, and what's that experience like? Well, I can't share getting into college without sharing how I got into college was even more ironic than that story. So one day, um, from that from so from that experience, I automatically being an adolescent juvenile and not knowing any better and not having any <laughs> proper guidance or anything, I automat I just thought that I just automatically was up there and I was in college and I was telling everybody, I'm going to win past, I'm going to win past him. So weeks pass by, I'm coming home. And my niece comes out the window, excuse me, and she's like, Junior, Junior, hurry up, come up here. There's a guy on the phone from William Patterson saying, if you don't get on the phone with him right now, that you're not going to get in there. So I'm like, I run upstairs, I jump on the phone, I'm like, hello? He's like, yeah. He goes, hey, what are you doing? He goes, this weekend is the last weekend that we're having a placement test. You got to come up here and take your placement test. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I didn't know. He's like, yeah. He goes, he goes, well, he goes, um. He goes, look, I'm writing, I'm writing, you know, you're, you're, you're Domingo Rodriguez, right? I'm like, yeah. He goes, I'm writing your name in, right? So he, so I, at the time, I, I don't know what the heck he's talking about. Yeah. So he's like, I was like, okay, sure. So he said, make sure you're there Saturday to take the, to take the, um, the placement test. Fast forward to Saturday. I go there Saturday. I take the placement test. I finished. I'm, 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 a, I'm a slow test taker. So I'm one of the last people to take the test, to finish the test. So after you finish, you got to go to this other office and take your tests with you to this other office. Okay. So I go over there, and, to, and unbeknownst to me, I get over there, and it's this giant line. And I'm like, what the heck is this? So I'm all the way in the back of the line. I'm looking up front. I'm like, man. So I just play my position. I stay on the line. I get to the front. I finally get inside the guy's room. So he goes to me, like I hand him the paperwork, he goes, Domingo Rodriguez. He's looking at his list, he's like, Domingo Rodriguez, Domingo Rodriguez. He's looking, looking, looking. He goes, you're not on here. And I'm like, 
He goes, you're not. He goes, you're not on here. What, what, what are you? What are you doing? He said, how did you get over here? Whatever. I said, I said, I'm on there. I said, you told me, you told me that I was on the list. I was. You was gonna write my name in on the telephone. Yeah. And I like, I like, I adamant about it. Yeah. And he was like, oh, I did. He's like, yeah. He was like, okay, you're in, and he writes my name in. That's, That's how I got into college officially. Wow. That, that was just that. Now, if I'm now if I'm somebody else, you know, right? just taking that L and yep, walked away. I would take that. I walked away, got home, and said, "Well, they said I wasn't in. My name wasn't in there." And end the story. End the story. Now I'm not in college. I'm like, oh, why are you not in college? Oh, I thought I was, but I'm not. Wow, but, wow. And it so, goes back from that seed your mom planted about you are her college baby. Yep. I think I think that that she put that out into the universe and God responded to that and everything else felt so did, did you have a major did, was there something you were interested in when you went through this I process I was a business major I just knew I wanted to be some kind of business or something okay. I, I had no idea what I wanted to do I just I just figured business and it's funny because while I was in college I I my college was major my major was business until one day one day one of my professors goes um, well, what do, I want to know? I want to know by show of hands what what majors people are in here. So then he started he started calling out majors. He goes business major. And everybody raised their hand. Right? He was like, why is everybody a business major? He's like, you, you guys aren't gonna all do that. He goes, Shit, you know, think of some other majors to be. And that right there is when they kind of pondered on me, and I started pondering. I'm like, wait a minute, maybe I should be something else. Why? Why am I thinking business? I just it just. I don't know if that's just the, the thing that you just think of of business. You know, I think that's just like every young person we just think business. So from there, I started thinking. I'm like, what 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 I want to major in? So then I said, you know what? I want to major in psychology, because I, I I was deep like that. Interesting. So said, yeah. So I said, okay, you know, I'm interested in that. I'm gonna go into psychology. I, I'm not gonna be a business major anymore. So now I go to my guy and I'm like, I'm gonna be a, I want to be a psychology major now. So I'm like, okay. You got to start going and taking psychology classes. I take general psych. That was the end of my psychology <laughs> career. I was like, oh my God. I was like, no way. No way. I was like, if this intro class is this deep, I'm like, forget it. Forget it. Say for me. I was like, okay, so what else can I do? So then that's when I stumbled across communications. Mm. And then communications was so broad. But then I said, you know what? I want to be a filmmaker. That's what I want to be in communication. Because I'm not in communications. That's when I saw filmmaking. Okay. I was like, you know what? That's me, a filmmaker. I want to be like Spike Lee. So I go and I start, and I become a film major, and I do my first film. What's it called? It was called. Um, I don't remember what it was called, but it was um, it was about a it was about a drug dealer. It was it was it was about a drug dealer. It was, it was oh, oh it was called How, um, Love's Gonna Get You. It was called Love's, okay. Love's Gonna Get You. Okay. And it was after KRS the KRS song. Oh okay yeah I remember Love's yeah gonna, yeah you know what I'm saying that song where he talks about the neighborhood drug dealer my man so I made a whole movie about my man who was from the hood who was a drug dealer who ended up you know going you know going the wrong way like, okay. like, like getting killed right, from right. being that like don't do that like yeah. don't don't fall in love with that so i did my first movie and i was like okay after i, I did like no, i'm sorry i did like two or three movies and then i was like okay i got to change this major and i had to change it because number 1 i was a poor kid from the hood and you need money to make movies in college cuz you need to buy the reels and they cost, oh, right? Okay, number okay, one, okay. number two. When you're doing a, a movie, you need actors and 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 directors and all that. And I didn't have any of that. I had, I had my friends. And after the third project, they, they started bailing out on me. Mm, you know, the first two projects were fun, right? And they were they were like, "Nah, nah, we're not doing another whole movie." Yeah. You know, and then and then you gotta do the takes and the cuts, and they they just, they didn't have the page. It's production to work. Yeah, it's work. So I said, you know, let me switch a little bit. So I ended up switching it to television production. Which I ended up ended up working out great because you end up doing your projects in the television studio at school with your classmates. So mm. you help them on their productions and they help you mm. on their on your production. True. And everybody thinks gets done. And I said, yeah, this is much better. So I ended up I ended up graduating with with um with a a, a, B, a, B, a BA in communications with a made with a with a concentration in television production. Oh wow, wow! And you applied yourself through the whole entire college process you were okay with the grades everything passed the funny part is when i first got there 
I had very low grades. My first year, I had I had a I had a one point eight. What created the change? So the funny part is, I had a one point eight, almost you know, almost flunking out, and then I was like, okay, I'm gonna go to summer school and make up for it. So I went to summer school the first year, and I made up for it. And then the second second year, the second semester, uh, I got better, and uh, but not 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 all the way. And then I did summer again. Right, so I did summer, summer, and then I start, then it started clicking. Then mm-hmm. I was like, okay, now, I, now I'm kind of getting it. And then what happened was, I was having a talk with my friends. It was, it was my third year in college that it clicked. I was having a talk with my friends in, um, in our room, my roommates, and um, we were talking or whatever. And one roommate comes out, and I had said something. I don't even know. I don't remember what I said. But he was like, come on, really? He's like, come on, you're nothing, you're nothing but a weed head or whatever. And I was like, what? And i never forget that. It was so ironic mm. because I said, I looked at him and I said, I said, that's what you think I am? That's all you think I am? I said, bro, you don't know me. If that's what you think I am, then you don't know me. I'm a lot more than that. Yeah. You know, I'm not that. I am a lot of things, but I'm not that. So that was the, the, the gasoline, the energy, the fuel that I needed mm. to get my myself off the my to put myself on the map. After that talk, after he said that, after that situation, I went on and did things on that campus that I had no idea I could do. I took that I took that campus by storm that I didn't even know. I had it in me. I don't know where it came from. By the one that one little thing that one little thing was so propelling and so motivating inside of me. It gave me such a why. And that's what, that's what you know, it's funny. That's my first experience with a why. What do you mean by a why? Explain that. that. that, that that's my why. That's the why, why you do something. You got to have a why behind what you do. You know, some people use a why. They lost someone. They're mm. after something. That's why, that's why, you know how they say that. You can get to a dream, you get to your dream, and then, you know, like some people say they, 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 they're wise to make it to the NFL, let's just say. Okay. Then they get to the NFL, and then boom, they just fall because their why was so strong to get there, but there was nothing else behind that. And a lot of people do that too, like being a rapper, or being an actor, or, any, or a basketball player, or, or, or an author, or whatever. Then you get to it, your why is what propels you to get there, mm. right? So... That was he, your why. That was my why. So after that, I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna show this guy that, that I'm not." Do you remember just his that. name? Yeah, he was my he was my roommate, Mike what? Clark. Mike, I want to give a big shout out to Mike Clark right now yeah. for really inspiring and lighting that fire without you even knowing he was lighting that fire. That's amazing, bro. Bro, it's so it's so amazing that years later he came up to me and personally and said to me, "Bro, I'm sorry I said that." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, bro, don't be sorry. I was like, big. do you know what you just did for me? No, that's 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 bro, amazing. I mean, it was, I mean, like night and day though. Like, I went from a regular student on campus after the, that. Look at what I did after that. Let me just show you the 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 momentum and the path I went on after that. After he said that, I went on to become the student activities programming board chairman. For, for 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 concerts mm. i threw the biggest and best concert my school ever had uh, urban my first the first and biggest urban concert they ever had yeah. which i brought dougie fresh and little vicious i brought like big names to the school bobby don't with the host i mean I, I ended up throwing major concerts i ended up i ended up being the consummate chairman so i had a budget yeah. i ended up throwing these concerts i ended up i ended up getting the 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 co-starring role in a play. I had never been in a play before, and I had the co-starring role, which is the second largest amount of lines in the yeah. play. From that play, I did so well, they gave me my own play after that, and I started my own play after that. I was the lead star in the next play. <laughs> I did two plays, right? Two major, major plays on campus. I ended up going to be an orientation leader. I ended up getting, I ended up winning most improved grades. I ended up, all from getting, that statement. All from that statement, bro. I ended up getting grants and scholarships that I didn't even have. So what happened was with those grants and scholarships, I ended up take keeping that, and that was like my money. I didn't even I didn't even need it for school. I had more than enough, so yeah. I would take that and like, keep it for my money. That was it's my just money. toast. Let's lift this Heineken bottle and toast to that. Yo, turning that lemon into yo, a massive. Oh my god. Mm. 
lemonade. What a you, story. You don't even know. That just... Because there's people out here who heard the same statement right? and said, yeah, you know what? You're right. Yeah, That's all I am. Right, or whatever. Or, or got mad at them or never yeah. spoke to them again or whatever. And then, then to clinch it all off, at the end, I won homecoming king at my school, which was the first person that had ever done that that was minority and not... First of all, I was my first minority and first non-frat had ever won that award. SQR Podcast School Rosenberg, my boy Domingo Rodriguez, just accomplishing, right? Yo, what's so funny is that I realized that through all the other, you know, tertiary experiences before you got to college, you were just passing the average. And here's this thing that now propels you to just rip the frame off and take this stereotypical statement and just wow, 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 wow. Amazing, bro. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that because people, as you hear these things, you got to realize that you shouldn't let these things deflate your balloon. It should elevate you to get better. And that's what you've done. So I am curious to find out how, because now I realize that now you're inspired. Now you're wired and you're coming out of college. You're attacking the business world and you've fine-tuned the real estate game where now you're an expert advisor and investment mentor. You're also a best-selling author. I want to get into that segment and how you got there, right? And why you're doing what you're doing. So as we take this last and final break, I just want to remind people, my guest, Domingo Rodriguez, expert, real estate advisor, and investment mentor. Chopping through his life, now we're at the end. We're going to find out how he's making these impacts and the reason for this book. Stay tuned. One. SQR Podcast, Cole Rosenberg, racking in here with my boy, Domingo Rodriguez. Yeah. Expert real estate advisor, invest, investment, investment mentor. Let me get that right. He needs to flow off the tongue like it normally does among the myriad of things that he does. And we just took a little colorful ride through his life right now, went through college, and now we're about to step into what he's doing right now and where things are going. And I got to tell you, Domingo, I really appreciate you being so vulnerable as you've shared your life's journey. So I am curious and very fascinated on finding a couple things out. And I want to I want to dance through this a little bit more. Coming out of college, and I know your major was business, and you changed it up a couple times till you graduated with a major in communication. Correct. A BA in communication. Correct. Yeah. And as you navigated those worlds, you got into what was your first job out of college, and that got you into applying those stuff that you learned in college. Uh, my first job out of college actually turned out to be a record a record store. That was my very first, and I, and the reason I took the record store job was because my senior year in college, I, the first semester, I interned at King World, which I was doing the Rolanda Watts and Inside Edition show, and then the second half of my senior year. I interned at Redistribution, so um, I ended up enjoying the music a lot. And that's so, how you got into the job. Yeah, that's the, I said, let me keep a job in a record store to keep me close to music. Oh, nice. And it worked out. Oh, beautiful. So I, 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 and I, I know that journey through music has taken you through a couple of interesting places because I think from that, you ended up working in the record industry eventually, uh, no? Yeah, because of that, yeah. Wow. And I'm sure the stories there are stupidly colorful. Yes, very. So as, 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 I, as, as you get to navigate this, I am curious to find out how you ended up from all that to real estate. Oh, man. <laughs> real estate is, is, the story is like this. Um, we were, I was, at the time, I was, me and my girlfriend were looking for an apartment. And uh, we were walking down the street on our on our way to an appointment to go see an apartment. And on the way there, I happened to glance and see a sign that said moving sale. So I nudged my girl and said, look, look at the sign. She was like, yeah, and? I'm like, it's a moving sale. They might have things there that we might need when we're moving, right? Yeah. So little do we know, we go into the hallway and inside there now there's a sign. That's another sign that says moving sale, bell, C3 or whatever it was. So I was like, oh, so I look. And then so we, I hit the bell. They answer. 
And they're like, yeah, we are selling some stuff. So I said, well, we come upstairs. They come upstairs and see it. So we go up there and we start chatting with them. They're a young couple. They happen to be moving away to Atlanta. And they were in the music business like us. Oh, wow. And the apartment was nice. It was a nice apartment. And um, we said, oh, what about this apartment? And they were like, well, we'll put you in touch with the owners. And um, so then... Um, they like they put us on the phone with the landlord. Landlord's like, yeah, we're like we're like, how much you want for the apartment? I think it was some, I think it was like seven fifty, some silly number at yeah. the time. And we're like, yeah, yeah, we'll take it. And they're like, oh no, no, not so fast. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I already put an ad out. I got a bunch. I got people coming on Saturday, so just come back with them. We'll be there. You'll meet us. You come highly recommended from our tenants. Gonna be like our tenants, but uh, we gotta still honor this this. Um, open house that we the ad that we put yeah so that moment changed my life forever wow we end up coming to this thing on saturday and i walked into the lobby and there was about 25 people there waiting to for see the, the same apartment to that. see that apartment and i don't know why to this day i can't explain to you why but my brain read real estate must be good I have no idea where I got that from. I had I don't know. I didn't know anything about real estate really, but what my brain was trying to say was, "Wow, there's just this much demand for one place. This thing must be good. This, it must be something about this. It must be something about this industry or this thing." Yeah. So that stayed in my head. So I'll never forget it. We left there, and I just kept pondering in my mind. I was like, "Man, real estate must really be good. There was that many people for one place." So I go home, and I call, my, and I'm on the phone with my uncle Barney, and I'm like, Barn, I told him the story, and I said, you wouldn't happen to know how to get into real estate, would you? And he says, not really. He goes, but you know what? Come to think of it, I think they put ads, and I think I've seen some ads in the paper or something. Yeah. So I was like, okay. We end up our conversation. We hang up the next morning. I happen, to, I work in Manhattan, so I live in Jersey City. I worked in Manhattan. I take the train every day into Manhattan. That morning, I mean, I pass that thing every single morning, and I've never, ever bought a but paper. But you don't know, you don't know, you right? don't know. I've never, ever bought a paper. That day, because he said that, I said, you know what, let me just buy the paper. And look for so that. I, I buy, let me, and look for that. I buy the paper, I go to my office, I open it up, a giant advertisement from Caldwell Banker, we'll pay for your school, call us. The rest is history. Escure podcast or Rosenberg. I think that the most fascinating thing I got away from that was whatever turned that light bulb on when you went to that open house, you also took action. Mm -hmm. You also took action. And yeah. that's what the, the coup de gras is. So fast forward to here we are right now where you have not only taken a class to become an agent, but you're now a broker. You're now an expert advisor and an investment mentor. Elaborate what that means. Well, now, um, being an expert advisor broker just means that I advise people. I have, I'm, I'm highly skilled at advising people about the best way to purchase real estate. Um, I know a lot of the ins and outs. I have a whole team of people that I can recommend to them to make their process smoother. I have a keen sense of what things would cost, everything from the cost of the property to the acquisition. To so as a, as a new or first time buyer, you are like that God sent gift. Right, which leads me to our next question, the real estate, um, the investment mentor. So now I have decided after doing several seminars and getting several people approaching me about wanting me to mentor them and needing the help. Because a lot of times people aren't doing, aren't growing in real estate because of, out of fear. So a lot of them just don't know anything. It's just too many steps. There's too many unknowns. There's too much risk. So I think a lot of people just feel better knowing that they had a mentor guiding them through this purchase and all the decisions mm. and all the all the obstacles there so hence um i have now decided to become a real estate mentor so right now i'm doing a case study 
with about 40 to, I'm going to take on 40 to 50 students and um, I'm going to guarantee them a deal. I'm going to walk them through it. I'm going to teach them what I do and how I do it. And um, I'm going to get them a, a real estate transaction. I'm going to get them a home. From beginning to land. From beginning to end. What's so funny is um, you hear everybody, you know, a lot of, you know, other mentors or real estate people are selling the same program or similar programs. However, they don't seem to have you in that intimate relationship from beginning to land. You know, they'll tell you how to do it and you go and navigate right, those waters. Right. You are now walking these 40 people through that journey. Yeah. Wow, fascinating. SQR Podcast, Score Rosenberg. As we get ready to wrap here, you know, um, I wanted to um, pose this question to you because everything that you've gone through to now where you're able to take action on your dreams. I give you the magic wand and you're able to make two impacts on this world or yourself. Whatever wishes you want. You got two wishes. I give it to you, Bum. What two wishes would you like to bank on this world? On this world? Or on you. Two wishes. Whatever. If you want to say you want to get a Bentley and a mansion, it's all you. Whatever you want to do. You got two wishes. I just gave you the magic wand. Two wishes. Um, one would be I would empower everyone. I would give everyone empowerment and I would drive out all the fear that holds them back mm -hmm. and I would give them clarity on them being on, on them being purposeful and them carrying out God's plan for their life. That mm -hmm. would be my first wand. Beautiful. My second wand would be for me to impact the world in such a way where my legacy would read that I touch people at all walks of life throughout the whole universe and I would travel the whole universe just touching people's lives, you know, one by one and having these magical moments throughout the world and traveling everywhere and touching people of all sorts of cultures and creeds and everything and impacting them as well. Beautiful, beautiful. SQR Podcast, Core Rosenberg. As we get ready to wrap here, my boy Domingo Rodriguez, expert, advisor, mentor to investors and investments. The full package when you want to step into the real estate game. And not only is he able to guide you through this, you're fortunate enough to be a part of that 40 people's case study where he's going to walk you through a deal. How can I get in touch with you and how they could be a part of that? They could hit me up on expert advisor broker uh, at Instagram at expert advisor broker, or you could send me an email at yourbrokerdomingo at gmail.com. SQR Podcast called Rosenberg, my boy, Domingo Rodriguez. Thank you so much for coming in, bro. I really appreciate you. Oh, man. Great Thanks podcast. For me, Thank you so much for that energy. Yeah, as we get ready to close here. Stay tuned. We're going to have all his info posted up. And, you know, he's going to give us a treat with a little read from the same book here that he's written Game Changer. Domingo Rodriguez, SQR Podcast, Squirrel Rosenberg, one.